very good song. I appreciate these young men, Voices of Revival. They're traveling for Commonwealth Baptist College this summer, and they're in churches almost every day. And I appreciate them representing the school and appreciate the good song this morning that prepares us for the message this morning from 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12 where Paul says to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Heavenly Father, I pause to pray not because I'm required to, but because I hunger for the presence and the power, the filling of the Holy Spirit of God. I ask that you'd help me as I preach because today's message may make the difference in victory or failure in the life of a teenager, a mom and dad, a senior citizen, a Christian this morning. And I pray that you'd help us as we hear your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Paul's words to Timothy in the two letters are filled with so much information and so much instruction. Paul had accomplished so much in his Christian life. He had experienced so many wonderful victories in the Christian life. From his miraculous testimony of salvation to the preaching of the gospel, to the planning of churches, to the training of young men, to be servants of God. Not only did Paul accomplish and experience all of these things in his life, he was used under the direct inspiration of the Holy Spirit to pen nearly half of the New Testament that we hold in our hands this morning. He wrote the letters of First and Second Timothy to specifically to this young preacher. And yet God in His infinite wisdom preserved them for you and me today. And though they have Timothy's name on them... This instruction is as much for you and me as it was for Timothy in that day. If you're involved in finances and you received a letter from E.F. Hutton, you'd pay attention because of his experience and success. If you're involved in real estate and you received a personal letter from Donald Trump, you'd be interested and you'd give attention because of his experience and success. If you received a letter from Benjamin Franklin on uh, being an American and what being an American means, we'd have great interest in that. Uh, all of us ought to have interest in a letter from Paul. Preserved by the Holy Spirit telling us how to have victory in the Christian life. I believe all of us want to have victory. I believe we do. I believe we want to have victory. And Paul gives some things in these few words. Now, there's so much in the two letters. But just in these few words, the message this morning can help every single person in here. I want to say this morning, victory is not the absence of an enemy. That's tranquility. Victory is the defeat of an enemy. Don't be discouraged because you're in a battle. If you're a child of God, you have an enemy. In fact, you have three. You have our flesh, you have the world, and the devil himself. But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can overcome the temptations of the flesh. We can overcome the world. We can have victory over the devil. Look at the verses, if you will. In these two short verses, Paul gives a power-packed, uh, a bit of instruction divided into three parts. First of all, he tells some things to flee. Verse number 11. 
Then he gives us some things to follow in verse number 11. And then he gives us something to fight for in verse number 12. Do you see that there? You see the word flee, you see the word follow, and you see the word fight. We're going to focus on the third this morning where Paul says fight the good fight of faith. Now every word of this statement is important to understand the meaning and the application to our lives. The word fight is important. The words good fight are important. The word of, as in of faith, is important. The word faith is important. Before I go into the definitions and illustrations of the word, let me give some overall application of this statement as a whole so we can begin to know how to apply it in our lives. Now, keep in mind, this is the veteran preacher, the veteran apostle Paul, that's speaking to the younger preacher. He's telling him how to avoid pitfalls. He's telling him how to avoid failure. And he's telling him how to have victory in the Christian life. There are two ways we could read the statement. We could read it, first of all, fight the good fight of faith. We could read it like this, fight the good fight for faith. That would be a proper application because uh, the fight of life is the fight for uh, the faith. The book of Jude says this, earnestly contend for the faith. Now what is a faith? Faith is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everything is built on the person of Christ and the fact that he died, was buried, and that he rose again. Because he had victory over death, hell, and the grave, I have victory over death, hell, and the grave. While he was the first fruits, he's not the only fruit because when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will rise from the grave and those that are alive will meet them in the air and we will have victory forevermore. So we could say, fight the good fight for faith. We do need to fight to preach the gospel. We do need to give the gospel to individuals, to groups, in every place and everywhere that we can. Faith is not in the church. I'm thankful for the church. Christ died for the church. But our faith is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second of all, we could read it like this, and here's how I want to give the application today. Fight the good fight of faith, or we could use this word, fight the good fight with faith. Now pay attention right here. The fight of life is a fight of faith. We fight by faith in God. You and I are not strong enough physically overcome the world. We, we, we don't have enough resources to overcome the devil. But God does. And so my fight is not a fight of a physical fight. It is a fight of faith in God. And faith in God is the victory that overcomes the world. And so the message today, keep fighting the good fight of life with faith in God. Let me give you the opposite. We're, off, we're often tempted to fight the good fight of faith with the flesh. We are frustrated. And so we want to fight with anger. We, we want to fight with harsh words. 
We, we, we want to fight with vengeance. Uh, we want to fight in the arm of the flesh. Uh, we get so frustrated in all of the deception and confusion and the evil and pure stupidity of our world that, 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 that we just want to fight the good fight sometimes with our fist. Or is that just me? Is anybody with me this morning? Boy, sometimes I like to find out how to get a hold of the devil. I, I mean, I'd be like Billy Sunday. Uh, Billy Sunday said, when I'm old and fistless and footless and toothless, he said, I'll gum him until I die. I hate the devil. But he says here, fight the good fight of faith or the way we win in the battle of, uh, 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 of the flesh and in the world and against the devil, we do so by faith in God. We do so spiritually. That doesn't appeal to our flesh, does it? It, does, it doesn't appeal. Uh, sometimes the flesh would rather slander and rather get mad and rather hold grudges and even have a physical action rather than to fight the good fight of faith in God. Let's look at the battles that we face in our life today. First of all, it's a battle to have a personal walk with God. It's not an easy thing for you to get up in the morning, read the Word of God, and yield your life, your mind, your body, your soul, and spirit to the will of God. It's not an easy thing. It's a thing that we must fight to do every day. We fight with faith and fear back and forth. We have fear because of the circumstances. We have faith because of the truth of God. We hear more circumstances and our fear rises. We read the Bible and our faith rises. And it's a constant battle keeping our faith strong over our fear. We fight the good fight of faith in our personal walk with God. We fight the good fight of faith as far as our homes are concerned, our marriage and the rearing of our children. The devil wants to destroy your marriage. You may be here this morning and your marriage is just as happy and wonderful as can be. Thank God for it and I'm thankful for marriage and I'm thankful for the home and I'm thankful for the family but the devil never stops fighting marriage. He never stops fighting the home because it is the building block for our nation. It is what God has designed and defined to build a society and a nation on. And I want to say today your marriage is as good as you're working to make it. Rearing of our children is not an easy task today with all of the things that the devil uses to get their attention. Some things are open and obvious and loud and yet some things creep in on the internet and just, just work to steal the minds of our children. It's a fight all the time. It's a fight for our personal life. It's a fight for our homes. It's a fight in the work of the church. A fight to do God's work. Now, now, we're tempted sometimes to use worldly methods to accomplish the work of God, but it doesn't work. Our, our purpose is not to market people. Our purpose is to preach the gospel and win people to Christ. Now, while we tell folks about the church, our, our, our work of the church is not to marketing people and figure out how we can attract people to come. We're here today because of this book right here. We're here to hear the Word of God and the principles of God's Word. We're not careful. The devil will get us to fight in this battle of, of, of the local church and he'll get us to do it in, in carnal ways or worldly ways or sinful ways. And sadly, many churches have been turned in entertainment centers today. There's no preaching at all. Nothing to offend anyone. 
But the Bible says the church is a spiritual place. It's a spiritual hospital where we gather to hear the word of God. We have to fight the good fight of faith. And then there are those battles that we face in our nation. For example, the battles of right to life, the freedoms uh, uh, that we've been given and our uh, forefathers recognized that our freedoms were not given of government, but our rights were given of God himself. Sometimes we don't want to fight the good fight of faith. We want to fight a good fight with our fist. Now here's the message today. Fight the good fight with faith in God. Let me ask you, how much fervency and time have we spent in prayer? It's a great weapon of spiritual warfare. Now I'm preaching to us today. I'm not preaching against the heathen in third world countries this morning that all of us can agree on and go away and say, boy, preacher, really let them have it today. I'm talking about our warfare. I'm talking about uh, we don't want to win spiritual warfare unless we spend time in prayer because that is a weapon of our warfare. Uh, We don't want to win in spiritual warfare unless we're finding uh, truths uh, uh, and using the sword of the Spirit and claiming a promise of God that we can stand on. I'm saying this morning it is important that we fight the good fight of faith. You may say, what do I do do to help my children do right? I asked this morning, how much time have we spent praying for our children? How much time have we spent instructing our children? How much time have we spent with a good fight with or of faith? Let's look at the definitions of the words. First of all, the word fight, that's not a pacifist word. It's not a word that satisfies the pacifist. If I thought there were any here this morning, I'd make sure I used it enough to make them mad enough to fight. Uh, this is not a word for pacifist. The word fight means, well, it means to fight. It is a word in action for those that recognize that there is an enemy that must be dealt with. The devil must be dealt with. He can't be ignored. The world cannot be ignored. We can't allow the world to just come into our house and set up shop in our house and control our families and our lives and our behavior. Uh, We have to fight against that. And this word fight is a strong word. It doesn't mean to reason away. It doesn't mean to compromise Uh, You can't compromise away the enemy. You can't give in to the demands of the enemy. Uh, There is one way to victory, and that is to fight. A good fight not only defends, but a good fighter attacks. You can't just keep the other team from scoring many points. You have to score. And and as Paul was writing to Timothy, uh, no doubt he knew about the public games of Rome. And this word fight means to strive as in a contest to win the prize. Now Paul, knowing about the Greek games who came from uh, Tarshish, a Greek city in Asia Minor, and Timothy's father was a Greek, so Timothy himself was raised in a Greek city, He understood fully what Paul was talking about when he said, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. 
I was in Monterey, Mexico many years ago preaching and I, I saw a big uh, stadium or coliseum outside and I said to the preacher, it was only a couple of miles from the church, I said, what, what is that? He said, that's where the matadors fight the bulls. And uh, it, it was a huge place. And of course, it's a gruesome thing to see as the matadors uh, fight the bulls. Can you imagine uh, not a man fighting an animal, but two men in these Greek games, they would wear uh, gloves that were lined on the inside with a, uh, with a fur. On the outside, they had a leather, an oxen hide, and they would sew into that pieces of metal or iron or lead and they would fight until they won. Now Paul said, and I'm going to tell you something. The reason the church flounders today is folks hobble in half asleep to church on Sunday morning. And when folks go live their life for the devil, they fight till 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. I mean, they go out, and if God's people, God is excited, and God is serious about this fighting to win in spiritual warfare as the workers of iniquity do to fight against right and to spread their wickedness and to spread their evil, we'd have more victory in the Christian life. When Paul was talking about the word fight, he wasn't talking about teasing somebody. He wasn't talking about pulling somebody's hair. He knew what he was talking about. He was talking about fight to win and fight to the death. And he applies that to our fight of faith. Sometimes our prayer is less than five minutes a day and we expect to win spiritual warfare. You compare it to television time and internet time and cell phone time, it's no wonder Satan wins in the average Christian life. It's no wonder that discouragement and depression comes uh, to a Christian and, and defeat comes to a Christian marriage because uh, we don't spend more than a, a mealtime breakfast prayer praying for our children and the devil is working night and day to steal their hearts and minds. Now Paul said to Timothy, I want you to fight the good fight of faith. As this applies to the fight of faith, Paul was telling Timothy that there would be agony and there would be struggle and there would be difficulty in the battle to win. There would be difficulty within. There would be difficulty without. And you find any battle in this Bible, whether it was Nehemiah rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem or you find it Paul spreading the gospel throughout Asia Minor and later into Macedonia and later into Rome, you'll find that every time it was not an easy easy task but it was a fight somehow today we get surprised that the Christian life may have a day or two of difficulty and we get surprised sometimes that that there is a real opposition but our but our uh, our fighting against it understanding that it's a fight of faith it's a fight of spiritual activity take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 I'll be there with you in just a moment when it comes to our walk with God, we have to fight to win. I, I've decided I'm not going to let the devil win in my daily walk with God. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to live on the victory side. I'm going to live on the winning side. It's more than a chorus in church on Sunday. It's more than a song on a, on a Sunday night. It's a Monday joy. It's a Friday joy living in victory, walking with God. He also says a good fight of faith. He didn't just say fight the fight of faith. He says fight the good fight. The word good is important. 
In fact, it, it's used several times in the Bible. For example, in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 8, the only place in the Bible where the word success is given to Joshua, he told him if he'd meditate in the word of God and he would walk in the word of God, he would find not success, but he'd find good success. A lot of folks have success, but it's sinful success. It's worldly success. He said, I want you to fight the good fight of faith, meaning that not every fight is a good fight. There's some who will fight for carnal things. There's some Christians who will fight for temporal things. There's some Christians who will even fight for sinful things. But he said, give your life to something that is a good fight. Fight for the gospel. Fight for the lives of men and women. Fight for the lives of teenagers and children to know the truths of the word of God. Notice what the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 3. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You know how we win in the Christian life? Spiritual behavior. I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about claiming the promises of God. I'm talking about being obedient in our faithfulness of service to God. Our faithfulness in giving to God. And I tell you, we look at this world and its conditions today and we, we think, boy, it doesn't seem like there's any hope. Our nation seems to be so far gone. I mean, the things that they teach in, 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 in primary school or in grade school, the things that are put out, it seems that there's no hope. Friend, if you think there's no hope, you're looking in the wrong direction. Quit looking all around you and start looking up and realize that there's a God in heaven and God is the majority himself. And I say to you today, as Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Don't give up because of circumstances that seem so bad. Don't give up because it seems that the opposition is so strong and, and, and everything is against us. It doesn't matter. This book is filled with stories of miracles one after another because of a man who had faith in God. Daniel didn't win because of his physical ability. Daniel won because he opened his windows toward Jerusalem as he had in times past, just like he did before three times a day. And he prayed to the God of heaven, and God gave the victory. Paul and Silas fought the good fight of faith when they were thrown into jail because of their preaching. They went ahead and they praised God in their difficulty, and God came down and delivered them from that place. You understand, you and I are supposed to fight the good fight of faith. One of the little history books I've read in the past and have enjoyed, enjoyed reading probably three or four times, a little book called God in American History. It would have been in the late 80s when I read it for the first time. And as the historian wrote about American history, 
in the War for Independence, he wrote, they did not defeat the enemy with mere power and strength. They came to America to practice faith in God according to the word of God. A part of one of the stories that he wrote, we could not possibly have won this war had God not definitely intervened on our behalf. The British had a powerful navy and large, well-trained and well-equipped armies. We, on the other hand, had only a few ships, no regular navy, and a small, ill-equipped, ragged, and poorly organized army. In spite of our inadequate equipment and resources, we had faith in God. And in the justice of our cause, our leaders looked daily to the Lord in prayer. And the people who decided with the colonies were dedicated to the righteousness of our crusade for freedom. When contemplating upon our struggle with England, there is another remarkable fact to remember. This always encouraged me. According to some of our best historical authorities, only one-third of our population were even supporters of the war and our independence. One-third sided with England, and another third were indifferent. It did not matter to them. Many did not care which side won, and some would shift their allegiance depending on which side was winning at a particular time. But dear friend, America gained its independence not because of strength and might and strategy. It did so because there were men that were willing to fight the good fight of faith. They knew it was not the power of a ship nor a weapon nor a soldier. They knew it was a mighty hand of God. And the stories of history reveal that America became a nation because of people of faith. Should we give up today on our nation? Should we give up today on the gospel? Should we give up today on that which is right and that which is good? I say not. You say, but the <clears throat> circumstances are too bad and the enemy is too great. None of that matters to the God of heaven. And we find proof from the time the children crossed the Red Sea on dry land all the way to the battles at the end recorded in the Bible. We're victors in Christ. I say to you today, keep on praying. That's what gets God's attention. What gets God's attention is my time alone with God in prayer. What gets God's attention is my hunger for the truths of this book. And as this week I've read of the greatness and the power and the might of God. And though Satan is powerful and Satan has the ability to destroy, God is a greater than God. I need to have faith in him. And so I say to you today, as Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. When you come to that part of the letter, when he told Timothy, he said, evil will wax worse and worse. There'll be deceptions. And he describes all that's taking place in our day. You know what he tells Timothy to do? You just continue. 
Some would say, you might as well give up on the church. We're not going to see revival. You remind me of the third that cared not for our independence. If you don't mind, I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk along. I just keep trusting my Lord, and he gives us all. Though the storm clouds darken the sky over the heavenly trail, I just keep trusting my Lord. He will never fail. Stand with me, if you will. My challenge to you today is to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Have faith in prayer. Have faith in the word of God. Have faith in the obedience. Doesn't matter what the score is today. What matters is that God gets the glory so that God can give the victory. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help those today that may be discouraged in life. They may be discouraged because of family or maybe discouraged because of marriage, maybe discouraged because of the condition of our nation. And some see the answer as political, and it's not political at all, it's spiritual. And unless our nation comes to the place that we have faith in you, Lord, unless there is a remnant that's willing to trust, we have no opportunity for revival. But as long as there's a righteous remnant fighting the good fight of faith, we can have victory. I pray, Lord, if there are those here today that are not saved, I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to the heart and save their soul today. I pray they would trust in you. I pray for those that need to make decisions of baptism or church membership or rededication of their life. I pray that you'd help them to make those decisions today. In Jesus' name, amen.